Oh my God, we are finally here. Uh, welcome everybody to the Lassonde Engineering Podcast, Influx. Um, I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad I signed up for this. And I'm sure the other people here are too. Uh, yeah, this is just... Firstly, just to start off, I'm just gonna we're just gonna introduce ourselves, our name, uh, background, why we chose engineering, uh, what made us choose York, uh, and as well as what made us decide to uh, do this podcast. So, uh, yeah. So I'll start. Uh, my name is uh, Keandre Webb. Uh, I'm, I'm Jamaican. I'm a computer engineer, and. I decided to do engineering because I just, I mean, I just, I've always been fascinated with computers at such a young age. I remember like screwing around with Ubuntu and Windows XP when I was little, uh, taught myself how to code just a little bit. It's just, it's something I always knew I wanted to do. And I chose York, uh, honestly, predominantly for proximity because it's super close to my house. There's a bus literally going straight to York from uh, Bramley Terminal, Brampton from where I live. But I'm really glad I chose here because it's just such a great university. And I decided to uh, do this podcast because I'm a chatterbox. And why not be a chatterbox for the Lausanne Engineering Society, right? So, um, Jaden, why don't we go to you? What? Oh, okay. <clears throat> My name is Jaden. Um, I'm a podcast editor. I'm in second year computer engineering. And I'm looking forward to um, editing the podcast for you fellas. Okay. Well, my name is Mustafa. I'm a fifth-year mechanical engineering student at York University. Um, I'm a podcast producer, and I don't think Keandre mentioned that, but he is this as well. Um, just uh, saw the notice up for the podcast, thought it'd be a good, interesting opportunity, decided to come. Uh, I chose mechanical engineering as my particular engineer because um, I, I like to learn how things are built and how things work. And it's just, it's really cool, like, being able to wrap my head around how normal, common things that everyone takes for granted, like cars. And that's a very common example for a mechanical engineering student. But still, like, just learning the exact reason how a car runs and the complicated system that runs into an engine that makes that car run that millions of people, billions of people use on a daily basis is just really interesting to me. So uh, pass it on to our guest. Hi, my name is Sachin. I am a third-year electrical engineering student. I am from Trinidad. Uh, the reason I chose electrical engineering is because Nikola Tesla was a very big inspiration to me as a child. Uh, along with the reason I chose York is because I believe York ha has a very good cultural diversity, inclusion, equity. They have such a good mix of people and programs and yeah. Okay, yeah, so that's everybody. Wait, um, sorry, right. yeah. I forgot to say uh, why I chose York. Okay, so um, UFT seemed too hard and uh, um, <laughs> Ryerson, didn't, they put me on a waiting list. I didn't get into there. Not so. same, I did get in, but they sent it in like August or something. It was uh, way past the deadline. Yeah. I already paid for you, uh, York. And also, I saw um, York is the second or third biggest um, university population-wise uh, in all of Canada. So I was like, all right, cool. About to meet some people. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm here. I think UFT is the only one that beats us, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, because we get like 50,000 students a year from last time I Googled it. It's like 50K. 
It's just a lot of kids. You really notice that on like the weekdays. I want to say UBC is big too, but yeah, whatever. Okay. I legitimately have not seen anything about UBC. I don't know why a UBC listener would be, or a student would be listening in on this, but <laughs> it's like I legitimately know nothing other than the fact that it stands for the University of British Columbia. Otherwise, I know nothing. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, on to our topic. So, for this podcast, uh, me and the team, we really wanted to take the podcast uh, in a different direction than in previous years. Uh, we've decided that uh, we should really be doing topics uh, that the students like would be uh, directly affected by. So in the future, we're going to really gonna be talking about different majors, things to watch out for, um, and you know, a bit, a bit of special and fun episodes along the way. So uh, for today, we're going to be talking about um, the first year experience, uh, our experience. So this is for you first years. Um, so the reason why I really want to talk about this is because university is of incredibly drastic change from high school. Like, um, for me, things went really, really bad. I'm going to be honest, I failed quite a lot. Like, uh, not just in courses, but in, like, uh, in things that I really didn't do. And uh, part of the reason is because of the drastic change from high school to university. But I really know the big factor was COVID for me. COVID really affected my mental health a lot. And uh, I really wanted to do this topic in order to really mitigate the mental health stigma uh, uh, surrounding the topic. And I just want to let everyone know it's okay to fail. And as long as you rise above it and learn from it, that's what matters. And I want to give you the lessons that me and uh, uh, my fellow team and my uh, guest here has accumulated so that you can hopefully do better, honestly, than I did. Uh, so... What courses, ask, though? Like, what courses um, would you consider really hard for first years? I feel like that's a really important uh, information that a lot of listeners would appreciate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, actually, let me pull up the degree checklist. Uh, oh my God! You're legitimately gonna go there, huh? I, ha- I mean, you have the they, resources. Do they want to? Do they want to know or not? <laughs> I mean, there's no reason to like tell your exact grades, but uh, no, no, no. I had just a checklist of the courses. Oh, okay. But. So yeah, yeah, go ahead and check. I'll tell you while you're pulling that up. I'll uh, the main course that I really struggled with was linear algebra, mm-hmm. because um, in first semester I found this is just my personal opinion, but I found that most of the courses were just high school review. Like Calc one was just derivatives. It was really simple. Um, physics eighteen hundred was just um, dynamics and very basic. Like just using assumptions. You have to use one two equations for most problems. It gets complicated near the end, but you know, you know, at the beginning it's alright. Uh, Ten twenty five was the first course that I got introduced where it was like new content, and I didn't really click that that it was new content because all the other courses weren't new content so uh when when i eventually like started like i I won't lie because linear algebra was so boring and i wasn't understanding anything i started to skip class which is a really bad idea in retrospect um but basically like it was new content that i didn't realize was being taught and i never went back and reviewed it i just thought that it would just be expanded vectors um because that's what the first week was but literally after the first week those guys pick up they, yeah, there's they new do. new stuff every single time. It's uh, It was crazy. That one was like where I really struggled academically. 
in the course. And then physics 1801, but that's yeah. just electricity and magnetism yeah. sucks, in my opinion. That's why I didn't pursue electrical. Yeah. I thought I was good at physics and math until university. 1801 <laughs> destroyed me, man. It actually destroyed me. I worked so hard on that Who's course. your prof? I had Jerzak initially, and then I um, I withdrew it, and I retook it during the summer. I had, and I I did I did fairly well afterwards. Uh, I'm not sure who, but she was a really really nice was uh, it professor. Like poor something? I'm not quite sure. I actually don't remember. It was so long ago. But 1801, like it's accumulative of all, all the math that you learn plus a bunch of new content, uh, content, and, and then like, theory. Theory is just it's absolutely insane. But the real killer is discrete math. Yeah, I never took it, so I can't say. Did all three of you guys take yeah, discrete? 1801 and uh, discrete math were both bonkers for me. Yeah, I believe the physics 1801 was definitely a course that caught me by surprise. Uh, I Yeah, you're right. It took a lot of combinations, so like calculus, it had some physics theory, but the discrete math, bro, yeah. Yeah, and for me, I mean, everything else Everything else is pretty okay. Uh, the only other course I really had an issue with was chemistry, and that's really because I was never really good at chemistry in high school. Mm -hmm. But it really is mostly just high school review. I my feel. professor blessed me very nicely really? for my grade. Like, my grade changed three times on my transcript, I think. <laughs> yeah. It was really weird. Like, I got, I got, I guess I could say it because, like, it's an RA mark. I, I started with a C. And then she upgraded it to a C plus, and then I finished with a B. And I, I like it changed three times because I kept going back to my transcript to check other courses that hadn't released their marks. And I noticed every single time that it was just changing. I'm like, well, what's going on? Apparently, like a lot of, uh, in my year, a lot of kids didn't do that well on the exam. So she curved the exam by a lot, made it worth a lot more if you got, if you did really good on it. And like, I guess, just be honest again, both midterms, I think there were two midterms in that course when I took it. I got like, one of them I got a 50 and the other one I got a 46. It was uh, pretty bad, still a fail in one of them. Uh, and then on the exam, I studied my ass off. I got uh, 78 and I Ooh. finished the course with a B. That's good, that's good. Like that's some good. professors are just nice, right? And to really like, Ray, my professor is really good for if you're iffy on a course because later years, not in first year, right now you don't have the luxury of choice, but in later years, there's um, certain courses that you could decide between taking first or second semester. And if the professor's different, you might as well just take it in the second semester if they're better. Assuming you can get a spot. It's really hard to get a spot if the professor's good. But that that's a very good tip just to keep an eye out is to keep an eye on the professor's ratings on Rate My Prof. Yeah. Um, so questions for everybody. Overall, how was first year academically and like mentally and everywhere, everywhere else? So uh, I suppose I'll start. Academically, wasn't the best, but I survived, right? I've done all the first year courses. So, uh, yeah. And mentally, because of COVID, not so good. But, I mean, I came out of it of life, and I guess that's what really matters. So, Jaden, how was your first year academically and mentally? <laughs> My first year was pretty um, not very good. <laughs> uh, was it just hard, or were you just struggling to get used to the norm? I was very lax about it. So, I kind of mm -hmm. just, like... Um, procrastinated until all the due dates hit and I was like oh um I should probably turn these in <laughs> right and uh 
Also, I wanted to do a, a dual degree. Um, there's an international uh, engineering dual degree, international development, which gives you um, bachelor's of engineering and uh, bachelor of arts in international development. And so uh, like going into the university, I was like, all right. And then I kind of just made my own plan in my head, which was uh, not a very good idea. <laughs> um, and I also wanted to do like a bunch of certificates and stuff. So anyway, you, you shouldn't really do that. Uh, you should just follow the um, schedule they give you. But uh, I ended up taking, uh, like dropping the ones that they wanted me to take and uh, like s sneaking around kind of to, to be able to take the, the course. And so I took it, it was a nine credit uh, course that ran throughout the full year. And then I realized probably midway into the winter, I didn't like the course. <laughs> so in I dropped winter. it. In the winter? Yes, midway into the winter. Dude, I didn't that's get... a semester and a half <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. that it took you to realize that you didn't like the year long course. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, well, all, all this, all the boring stuff came later. Anyway, I realized that wasn't for me. So I um, withdrew from the course. So I didn't get the tuition back and uh, well, now I have to kind of take another year. <laughs> um, Did, uh, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, Did, yeah. Um, was that course like hard near the end or was it just like you were realizing that you weren't getting the average that you needed? Um, a bit of both. Like the topics that they started covering was like neoliberalism and a bunch of like crazy I think it would be more terms. helpful to know what course this was. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's called Introduction to International Development. It was just for like the BA that you needed to do. Yes, for yeah, the dual degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh. I, I heard about it like when um, they advertised it to us, obviously, when we were choosing our majors at the end of first year. And um, I was told by both advising and a few other people that I knew that the main difference is that you don't get any electives. All of your electives get replaced with the business courses that you need to take. For business? Like the BA to get the dual degree, your electives that you have normally, like where you get to go choose out to, we have to choose a sociology due requirement, um, uh, nine credits from this. And you know, you know the, the electives menu, it's very confusing. <laughs> we'll definitely get into that one day. Mm. But um, like when we were doing it all, I was told, I don't know how factual this is. This is the opinion of me, um, that it was just the electives that they replaced with certain courses that you needed to take. Like every, if you were in like MEC, for example, you mm -hmm. get an elective in second year. Uh, that elective would no longer be there. They gave you the schedule and that's it. They would replace that elective with the one of the business courses you needed to take to get your BA. And I, that's the only difference that I'm aware of from what, uh, I don't know if it was like for a different program, like not MEC. Um, one of my friends had to take like an extra course in the semester. I don't know if they were fast tracking or if they were just taking it like, cause they had to, but that also happened. I would, I don't know. I personally don't know the benefit of a dual degree. I didn't research it enough. Once they offered it to me, I'm like, I'm good. I don't want more work than being an engineer after <laughs> yeah. first year. I, I could tell you kind of like what I did. So going in, um, I was thinking, okay, I'll take some of the courses that the dual degree, uh, sorry, dual degree requires. Um, to lighten up the course load as well because it's a nine credit course that runs throughout the year. So instead of taking three three credit courses, I could take that one, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so I ended up um, not taking physics. Um, uh, sorry, physics 1801. Chemistry. Uh, I think that's it, yeah. Um, but then I didn't do good in like discrete math. Uh, and then I dropped that course. So now I'm quite a few credits behind. <laughs> 
And honestly, uh, man, like it's uh, it's not a huge deal. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not a huge deal. No, no, no. Like over the summer, I tried uh, catching up again, but uh, (laughs) it's better that you don't have the F on your transcript and it's affecting your GPA. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Oh, and also 1021. I didn't do so good in. <laughs> what was 1021? Uh, it was, ECS? ECS. Yeah, it was yeah, the yeah. programming course with... Uh, Object-oriented to, programming. Yeah. You have oh, to make a plan stuff and yeah, Arduino. Yeah. yeah, it was that one. So, what program are you in again? <laughs> Computer engineering. Don't you have to maintain an ECS average? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 4.5. <laughs> How's that going? Um, uh, It says I'm not over the average, but I think I'm, I think I'm good. Doesn't know. that mean that you you're not in your program anymore? No, I'm still in. You're still in? Yeah, I'm still in. I'm still in. All right. Uh, complicated. Oh, yeah, we, we still have to talk stuff. about our first years. Yeah. So, so <laughs> we kind of get get off track entire point of a podcast. But um, basically, for my first year, uh, I was one of the few lucky, I guess, if you want to call it that, that had it in person. My first year was in person. You are and, lucky, very. <laughs> Uh, I don't know about that. Like uh, math courses, no calculators, buddy. You weren't allowed anything. You Ooh. walked into the exam with maybe a formula sheet, and that's it. You were not allowed calculators for any math courses. The only courses we were allowed a calculator was chemistry and physics, both of them. And so uh, academically, oh man, it was horrible. Like the the pu- the push from high school you at the first semester you don't realize it and then second year they just or second semester they just push you into the deep end right away with 1801 uh 1014 with new brand new material all of those courses i did all right semester one like i uh, my average was pretty up there but my semester two average was in the toilet it was bad yeah uh mentally i was better than what you were saying because covid wasn't a thing wasn't stuck at home doing nothing. I felt like during the pandemic, what ended up happening is that you just didn't do anything. Mm, yeah. right? You were just stuck at home and it just made you feel like horrible inside because you're like, man, I could be doing something even though everything was closed. You couldn't do anything. So um, that my mentally, I was pretty good first year. I won't lie. Like it was, it was stressful when um, my marks that I wanted, like I, I do a physics 1801 uh, quiz. I think that were tests, sorry. Because they were, they were actually worth a decent chunk. Be like, yo, man, I did not write on it. Like, I didn't know a lot of the questions, but I, I did it enough to be able to get maybe a 60, maybe a 70. Comes back, it's a 43, right? Like, those those moments where you're like, shit, I thought I did really good. And it's just, uh, it, it's not that good. <laughs> those those are the moments where, like, your, your mental health kind of just plummets. But um, comparative to online... I don't know, actually, because online school, like a lot of people did appreciate online tests uh, because it's just I, I feel like it's a less stressful environment. Oh, yeah, I certainly did. Yeah. I yeah, certainly yeah, yeah. did. Like it's just it's just more comfortable to do your uh, your exams and stuff online than it is in person. But. Yeah, because like you're in the comfort of your you're in the comfort of your own home. You're not in like you're not in like a with a room with a bunch of other people. We have to be completely quiet and like, oh, no, no talking. Uh, and then like you. You're just looking at a piece of paper. You only have a pencil, right? And you're just staring at a piece of paper for like mm-hmm. three hours, right? It's 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 not fun. Like you shake up, and, and like if you have like severe test anxiety, like it's even worse. You guys right? done in person exams, right? Oh, I have, I have, yeah, I have. I think if we, uh, if you have anxiety like that, they could give you if you could get it documented by a therapist. I believe who documents that. Uh, yeah, yeah, again, yeah. my opinion. Um, 
uh, I think they can give you extra time. Like, yeah, there is there is like student accessibility services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you need that, please yeah, look yeah, into yeah, yeah. it. It's actually very useful. I had a few friends that have taken it, and it, they they need the time. It's just and don't it's given to you. don't be shy or embarrassed that or you prideful. need extra time compared to different people. Like it's just, everyone walks at their own pace. The facilities are there for you, so just go ahead. So Sachin, how's yours first first year? My first year was actually, I would say, academically very good. But mentally, it was not the best. <clears throat> it was not the best. Uh, with COVID at that time, uh, being online and online tests were actually really good because at that time, I was on my computer a lot. So uh, studying online was easy. Studying at home was fun. Well, not fun, but... It was easier, I guess. Yeah, less yeah. stressful. Yeah, more comfortable. Yeah, definitely. But I must say, during first year, I was humbled a lot. Uh, yeah, same thing you said. Like sometimes you think you'd get like ninety on a test, and you get sixty instead, or sometimes just faily tests. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, since we're talking about COVID, I'd like to. How did COVID affect your first year? Did it make things go better or worse? Uh, I'm going to assume by what we talked about, it went worse. I know th that's what it is for me, but uh, the floor is open, guys. Academically, I did better with COVID. I, I, you could argue that like the tests were a bit easier. A lot of my tests became open book, which made it definitely easier to um, do well on the exam and stuff. So academically, I was doing better, but um, uh, it was near the... Near the end of the pandemic, when the government couldn't decide between lockdown and not lockdown, and that's when like it really was just hitting. Because one week you were fine, everyone was going out, everyone was like having fun. I would meet up with my high school friends on Friday, and then Monday everything's locked down again, right? And that's it's just like you, no one realized it at the time, but that does hit your mental health pretty hard, where you're just constantly unable to do what you want. I know there were loads of people that were um, really like messed up because they couldn't go to the gym. Like the gym was their safe place. Mm. Um, they just enjoyed working out. Um, and then when gyms did like slowly open, I know people that were going at booking at times at 3 a.m. so they could go work out, right? And it's just uh, overall COVID, would, I would say that it made things better academically, mentally, and also just course content wise. Because uh, yeah. you were able to refer to notes for most yeah, exams yeah, yeah. and stuff. Like you, I'm going into my in-person classes right now, not knowing half the things they're talking about. I have to review that to the point where I'm basically teaching it to myself again because I wasn't paying 100% attention. Because you know, you, you're at home, you have your computer, mm. you just pop up Minecraft on the second monitor. What do you <laughs> oh, mean? Yeah. It's a joke. I didn't do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just is in that situation it's, it's what do you do right you just got to review your stuff make sure that before your first test comes you know what you're doing yeah i think covid really was it, it really was something special right and like yeah, um, i did bad because of covid but like all of my friends they did really 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 well um and i think a good factor of it uh, a good factor is like you said things were like a lot easier and i feel like with covid um it actually deals with like some of the drawbacks that you would get from in person. So for example, commute times aren't a thing because everything is online now, right? So you don't have to waste that time. That's time you could be actually doing studying, right? Uh, when you're in lockdown, 
uh, you're just completely by yourself, right? So you don't really have any friends to distract you. And if mm -hmm. you're if you manage to be disciplined enough uh, with no friends to distract you, right? Which is like uh, something that would distract me, even as disciplined as I am now. Uh, yeah, and uh, I mean. Because you're at home all the time, you can't do anything. There's not a lot for you to do. So, I mean, you just might as well study, right? I cleaned so. the house after I uh, finished class. Like, I just yeah. grabbed the vacuum cleaner. Uh, it just started vacuuming. It, was, it kept the house really clean, and it's never been clean since like that because no one does it. <laughs> it was just me that was doing it, basically. And so uh, there, were, there were things that I was doing near the end to affect, change my mind like i would play games like i think any normal person that would play games before did right but just staring at a screen 24 7 it was yeah. uh <laughs> yeah. really bad i mean it turned me into an ipad kid i'll tell you that right now i can't what <laughs> i can't eat food without watching stuff uh, i won't lie i mean i can it's not like it's a requirement but it's like it's much more better to just like watch like pop up a yeah. video and just eat like watch it while you're eating because like i i don't know i don't know if there's like a Oh, I'm gonna miss out on the time, or maybe I just like to have my mind distracted. I don't know what it is, but that's that's just me. Yeah. Um. I I wanted to ask. Uh, did did you guys do high school online? Uh yeah. So for me, uh, for my year, yeah, I did my like my second semester, a little bit at the last half online. So it was during March when the lockdowns happened. Mm. So that's when uh, uh I started doing high school online, and at that point. Uh, it was really, really difficult for me to do work because of COVID. And then my school board actually released a message saying, yo, your mark can't go down. It can only go up, up. and you'll have no exams. And I was yeah. like, at that point, hey, why I try? Can, yeah, I can sit in my bed and cry now mm -hmm. without having to do work. Hey, Sachin, I'm curious as to international schools. Uh, what happened with you there? Yeah, and I'm also curious because you said you did really well. Was it because of COVID or are you just a stellar star student? Okay, so back home. I finished high school, or we'd call it secondary school. Uh, I did mine in person. All exams, everything was in person. Uh, for York, though, uh, everything was online. Mm -hmm. And I would say that online definitely helped my grades. Mm -hmm. I would say, I would say, yeah, COVID definitely made a good impact in the fact that it made course delivery much different because the way I was used to learning was going to class, uh, taking notes, but I would have no recording of the class. So I can't really even go back and listen to what they say or hear their explanation. I have to rely on notes. So just the fact that the videos were recorded, I could actually operate on my own time to watch this, learn this, practice, I think it truly helped me. Now, the main thing that the reason I wanted to ask that is because I had a realization while we were talking about our first year academically. I found that first semester was a lot of high school review, but a lot of new first years did high school online. And I don't think you learn as well in online as you do in person. So calculus is particularly the main example I want to focus on because calculus is hard, especially if you have no history to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. do you think that like for Math 1013, for example, was it beneficial that you actually had in-person calculus and in, in, back home? Or do you think uh, online would have been no difference? Because like they, these guys, literally their mark could not go yeah. down. 
you had no reason to try in high school after they announced the the lockdowns. Yeah. So for me, uh, I practically did calculus one and two before I even came here because our syllabus has more material. So when I came here, I already knew about complex numbers, eigenvalues, all these stuff. Well, I guess that's linear algebra, but for calculus, yes, we did differentiation, integration. We did like all this stuff. We did around circular pl well, planes and stuff. Mm -hmm. So 2D planes, yeah. So, but at that time it was in person. So I actually had to study. I had to go home every day to practice questions. Like I actually had to go lessons, you know. I don't think I could have done that if it was online, honestly. There, that's another reason that he was okay academically once York started is because uh, the basis for what universe, first year university was, was already in him. Uh, and I kind of want to really hammer that point home that if you haven't done in-person calculus, it is actually really important for both 1013 and 1014, math 1013, 1014, that you review your calculus because, uh, yeah, that, it, no matter what engineering you go in, that doesn't change. You, that just, they just build upon it. As well as physics. As, yeah, but physics is like, it's physics. It hasn't changed since like grade 11, honestly. I feel like mechanics in the first year in 1800 was grade 11 physics, basically. Yeah, basically. I found grade 11 and grade 12 physics to be just built upon each other, basically. Yeah, like yeah. it was the same content, just a little bit more complicated, one more uh wrench in the machine but yeah, uh, yeah. Jaden, what about you yeah um when i was taking courses uh um, first year they would give a nice review um like the high school review uh sometimes it was uh, some courses you know were better than others but they still gave um a review so um, you can actually you, you can come from high school not really knowing too too much and the review should be able to help you but it just depends how long they spend on the review how in depth they're going at. You might need to do some research on your own or um, go through the textbook. At the beginning, they'll likely have, um, excuse me, a chapter uh, on review from high school that you can that you can do if you're a little behind. Well, hello. <laughs> Darkness, <laughs> mild went, friend. Dark, dark mode on the... All right, well, I'm soft the dock. <laughs> I'm hoping that the lighting still looks good for the live, but... Uh, like for those now. for those listening in, the lights went off. I'm gonna hope that everything <laughs> is still good. So, uh, the main thing I wanted to ask: How'd you find 1013 and 1014? Because I struggled with 1014. Math 1013 was easy as hell to me, though. Um, first year classes, I would wake up, uh, join the Zoom call, and fall back asleep. So, <laughs> <laughs> and that but, was like early in the morning too. So you would just not. Yes. Yes. You would just fall asleep immediately walk out yeah, yeah stay up late and wake up and just um, what was the problem with online school is that you didn't learn as well yeah and it's really just, hitting hard uh, at least for me i wasn't motivated as much and i just i was playing video games the whole time i'm not gonna yeah, lie basically <laughs> um no, it's just it's just what it was right like the online school was definitely easier than in-person school and like obviously professors and all of the uh, I guess you could say the head of the universities and all that. And that's why, uh, again, rumors, don't know how true this is, but they did uh, make it so professors have to go in person with exams. Mm. So they can't, they can't do online exams. I am. Um, so I, I, I don't know how, if that's changed. Uh, that was, this was the last year that we're talking about because last year in second semester, when you know how everyone was like halfway through the semester, everyone was brought back. It's because of that. 
It's just the school said, all right, let's let's start the process of bringing everyone in person. But engineering was one of the first to do it. Like first semester, they already brought back tutorials. And then, of course, it was another lockdown. Uh, and then second semester, they brought back half, like halfway through the semester, they brought back all of the engineering classes to be in person. And then most like most uh, other programs, like I think econs classes were still online because uh, all the at least a department or I think it was the econ department that said that, oh, it's uh, it's being repaired. Everything is still being online. So it's just this semester that like it's actually in person and like you're seeing loads of people on campus. Yeah. So, I mean, since we're talking, since we're talking about uh, Mustafa, since you brought up like uh, why people are doing well and, and things like that, I had an interesting question. It goes out to everyone, but more specifically to you. Why do you think that some people excel in high school but struggle in university and vice versa, right? Because, I mean, I was, a, I was a pretty decent student when I applied myself. Uh, but now in uni, uh, at least during first year, I'm a lot better now, but <laughs> I really fumbled. So why is that? I mean, it's a combination of a lot of stuff. It's dependent on the person usually. But, like, uh, there's a lot of people that uh, get an ego or like kind of a confidence boost from being able to do so well in high school that they think, oh, university is going to be a breeze, right? Or they see the first week of content and they're like, oh, this is easy. I don't need to come to class anymore. And then they just, uh, once the content keeps coming, new, new, new stuff keeps being taught. You just, you don't, you get behind before you can watch the videos before the exam, literally a day before, uh, take notes, you'd be fine. You do have your formula sheet ready and to go, uh, you could even have like problems that you've solved that might show up. Uh, and it's just, it was just easier. Right. But, uh, now that everyone's in person, it's just, uh, the most people either a and learn from high school and said like, okay, I didn't do that good in high school, but I've made it to university. I'm going to actually apply myself, actually learn. Maybe some, uh, some students even just learn better in university because certain professors teach differently than in high school. I feel like, uh, here, if, if the lecture component is like actually taught by a passionate professor, learn way more than you would uh, through someone that's just doing it as kind of like a job thing. Uh, there's been a few professors that I've been that I've had that are like that. And though that passion is real like you can see it when they're presenting their ideas, how excited they are to show it to their students, you know, bring diagrams to like, and uh, models to show you exactly what they're talking about. It's, it's just a different mode than uh, what high school was. Like high school, yeah, teachers would try, but it's like, they don't have the budget. Yeah, that's University nice. has the budget to like, let you do whatever. Plus you're allowed to have like iPads, MacBooks, laptops, whatever. I, again, I did want to bring this up into this podcast, but this is a good segue point to it, actually. Uh, digital note-taking. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have done it yet. Uh, I decided, like, at the beginning of the pandemic, which was the best decision I've ever made, to get an iPad. And uh, that iPad has come in, like, really handy, especially with uh, how focused I stay in class now. Before, if I had paper... I wouldn't be that focused while trying to take notes and everything. I would just like, oh, my God, he, the professor's gone to the next slide. I can't copy it anymore. All right, time to go on my phone, right? It, it was like that during lectures. But now that I actually have the slides in front of me, I always put a star or something on the slide that I didn't finish so I can, like, come back to it with the professor's annotations or watch the video when it was online. 
uh, digital note taking. Like you don't need to get an iPad if you if you prefer Android. Samsung makes amazing drawing tablets. Well, not drawing tablets, but like tablets uh, that come with that always go on sale and come with bundles with a keyboard and a pencil. So um, I don't know if you guys have tried it, but digital yeah. note taking is really good for me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely is for me too. And it's a good thing that you brought that up because it actually goes well to our next topic. Uh, what a coinky dink. So do you guys want to talk anything about digital note taking first or, before we move on? Um, <clears throat> I'll take pencil and paper myself. Really? Like ink and quill kind of guy, you know? <laughs> I like, Old I like fashioned. writing Jeez. my cursive on the, on the paper and being able to burn it at the end of the semester. But why? <laughs> Why? Um, I don't know. Is there just something like classic about it? Uh, because so every student is different, right? Like some students are able to pay more attention to uh, something on their iPad. Yeah, yeah. Or, and, or like him, he prefers pen and paper. I, yeah. I'd probably get distracted with, uh, with an iPad. Seriously? Yeah. Well, do you print out your slides and write on that or do you no. just... Yeah. That's the main factor that I had when I was uh, when I was taking classes. That whenever the professor had a slideshow, it was hell to keep up with him with pen and pencil. Like it was just you wouldn't be able to sometimes. And that's the main thing that I've noticed with uh, with the iPad is that I'm able to quickly do like even if I just scribble what I want to write after class, I could just read it, try to like squint and understand what I meant to say and properly write it. I I, I had to learn cursive to to keep up and, with professors. Um, no, no, no. I thought no. you were joking when you said you were writing cursive. You're being serious. Yeah, I learned cursive myself to Jeez, be able to just like write faster and make my notes more eligible because I, I I couldn't even read my own notes before. I think it's a problem with guys in general. Wow, that's, so yeah, that's pretty. I learned uh, yeah. calligraphy and and um, cursive. Would you say that's worth it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I have a blast writing. It's it's. I love taking notes now. It's just, it's just fun. <laughs> but have you tried taking like cursive notes on an iPad? Oh. Well, once again, I think like the notification stuff would distract me. I have um, a focus group thing. So focus. iPads are like, you can turn on this focus thing where like if you open a certain app, it goes into a focus mode and like it doesn't push notifications to you. I When I open up my... Um, the app that I use, GoodNotes 5, if for anyone wondering the, of what a good app is, I recommend GoodNotes 5. Uh, whenever I open that app, it just goes into school, that's what I have set to, and I get nothing. I have to go through my phone in order to actually see it. I've missed a few important calls because of it, but I don't care. I, I'm not going constantly looking at my Instagram group chats. So what else do you really need? What about you, Sachin? Um, me personally, I am a pen and paper kind of guy. You too, I, huh? Oh, yeah, I love okay. pen and paper. Something about the feel plus, you know, just writing your notes in general is great for muscle memory. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, okay, I have an iPad. I have the pencil. I've tried taking notes, but I realize for class, it's hard for me to take notes on the iPad. I have to use like pen and paper, but... When it comes to studying at home, when I study at home, I use the iPad. So I'd have my laptop, I'd have my next monitor or laptop, and then I'd have the iPad. So like Mm -hmm. one for practice questions, one for the notes, and one for like YouTube or music or whatever I need. And yeah, and in general though, I agree. The iPad, the tablet, revolutionary. Like it... It definitely makes note-taking absolutely easier. Being able to just write on the slides, much easier. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good thing you brought this up because that's also something that's changed my life too. I remember in first year, I'd be sitting down at the kitchen table, like reading through my linear algebra textbook and like uh, rewriting all the important things down. And I thought I was being so productive, making everything so neat. But then when I learned about this magic revolutionary application called Microsoft OneNote, uh, I realized that I could just use snipping tool just take snippets of the things that are important and just copy paste it down into OneNote, right? And it saves so much time rather than just writing it down by myself. And then, you know, the professor would give their lecture slides so I could write things down about it. Um, I, I took a course recently called Electrical Circuits and what I would do is like if I had any like sort of questions or something confused me in the lecture notes, I could copy it down, put it in like a, a separate page or write stuff down like, Digital note-taking has also changed my life as well. It saves so much time, and I can, like, easily practice. I don't have to, uh, like, erase, because with uh, Microsoft OneNote, it just erases things automatically for you rather than pen and paper. It's just, uh, it's, it's changed my life, bro. I, you know, I could never survive university without my uh, online. I do have to say, though, um, when I was doing uh, courses online, I would, I would like to do the, um, or I would prefer to do the quizzes and the tests, and the assignments on like a drawing tablet and that was pretty fun <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah i uh what happened with me was uh the you mentioned this and i just remembered that one of the best features about digital note taking is that uh if you ever need to rearrange something on your page like you wrote something and you're like oh man i need more space lasso tool that bro yes. move that yeah. somewhere else in the corner oh my I cannot stress this enough how many times I've tried to do that on my in-person exams. I write something, I'd be like, oh man, I need more space. And then I'd be like, shh, can't. <laughs> Gotta erase it. I do, I do know what you mean, yeah. It's, it's actually so And also annoying. the erasing is a lot easier. Yeah. Because yeah. you erase like whole strokes instead of... Um, like yeah. I actually prefer strokes. the normal erasing where like I uh. could choose specific line, like what I want to erase because sometimes like, you know, you just want to erase specific parts of the word because it's close enough or like ah that's close enough to an r let me just get rid of this one part that type of stuff so i prefer that but uh yeah no all of these apps like you choose which one works best for you all of them i believe now have trials one note is already free with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with york but most of the other uh, note-taking apps have trials yeah uh so uh, this is the topic i really wanted to move on uh, uh to it's uh, things that went well during first years and then like things that went terribly. So I'm going to go down the list uh, of things uh, one by one and then maybe you guys can give your thoughts on it and maybe uh, decide whether or not it went well for you too. So for me, for first year, things that went well, uh, even though I worked inefficiently and even though I couldn't work at times, I feel like I had excellent discipline. I did work even though I did not feel like it. Uh, I would work long nights, wake up early in the morning for class. And because of that, I didn't get enough sleep, but I made it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, my fault. Uh, so, yeah, do you guys feel like you had good discipline? No. No. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no, with me, is uh, not discipline because I, I really, like, did not have good discipline in first year. It took me a while to, like, actually form the discipline needed to pass university courses. Um but with the main thing that I got from first year, which is I still have to this day and I'm so happy, is that I made friends. And those friends, like, even if, like, they were just by passerbys, 
most of them are nice enough for like if you need help with a certain topic and they get it, they'll explain it to you. And you don't realize how powerful it is to work in groups like that until you actually like go into a study group and actually study. It's it's great. Like uh, they're they're still around, which is amazing. Uh, I, my brother went into university first year online. Like he he get, went in between twenty like he twenty twenty one is when he entered, and yeah, this guy like bro, he did not he wasn't able to make friends. Like he had Discord friends, sure. But like he, if he never needed anyone in person or anything to like help him with something or like topic, you'd have like three people he'd be able to resort to. Cause like in person, you just in person you meet people, right? You yeah. don't meet people on through online class. All you see is a, a fun profile picture if they have it, and then their name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like that really uh, dealt a blow to people's mental health as well because people felt incredibly lonely during the pandemic. It was mm-hmm. a very, very serious problem. For me, I managed to make friends, like really good friends. Like I had a good time with them and it ended up like le- uh, leading into in-person when things uh, like actually started to open up. But I'm an extrovert, so I had to get incredibly aggressive with it. I would just random message people. Uh, I'd be like, yo, yo, just, just join the group chat. And then I would just start talking and talking and talking. Uh, and I already had a leg up on everybody else because I already knew some elementary school friends and high school friends that were going into university with me as well. So I I actually kind of had that advantage, right? So in that respect, I was incredibly, incredibly lucky. Uh, what about you two? Friend making, how is that? Yes, I, I cannot stress this enough. Making friends in first year or just throughout university in general, very, very important. They... You, you you can lean on these guys, all right. You you don't want to you want to go through university alone. You you, you want people to help you. Lean yeah. back, by the way. Like, don't just take it as a one way street. Uh, there there have been a few people I've met that would be like, oh yeah, yeah, just uh, can you help me out with this? I'll be like, yeah, of course. And then uh, you know, a month or two later, I need help. They won't help me. Like, yeah, that's not cool. <laughs> Someone is helping you out. Try like you don't need to repay them in the same way. There's no reason to pay them or anything like that. But it's just like if if uh, someone asks for your help, right, and you know the topic, just explain it to them. Or even even if you don't know it, just going at it with another person, perfect. It's great to bounce ideas off of each other and like even study together. Uh, and if you're not too uh, comfortable with the topic, but maybe someone you know is, um, they can probably explain it to you differently. Like a lot of the time for me, the professor didn't exactly explain it very well, but my friend who did a bunch of the questions, he was able to explain it to me um, like in no time. And he's, he could use like, because uh, I knew this guy from um, from like elementary school, right? So he's able to use kind of uh, metaphors and, and stuff, just like inside jokes to explain um, uh, concepts and things to me. So yeah, friends yeah. Are, are, are very, very helpful what in about uh, you, university. Sergeant? I... <clears throat> I definitely agree because without friends, I would not be at this point. I swear. Like, okay. So the people that are my in my current close friend group are the people I met in first year, literally first term, first semester. And yes, we were online, but the way I met them is through one of our courses and ten eleven, I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's a very 1101. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good course to because yeah. they to make you do group works and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was put in a guild with these guys and all these guys in the group. Eventually, I mean, having to work with these people for like four months, you you build a good bond with them. 
if you put in effort and they put in effort, you guys could get some serious work done. And then that kind of just like builds trust, mm -hmm. you know? So definitely like lean on them and lean back, like, you know? How do you feel as an international student coming to a place like, you know, you haven't been? How was it to make you friends? Okay. At first, it was very scary. Like, okay, because I started during COVID as well, I had no real in-person friends. And even though at the time I was working with these guys in the guild, they weren't my friends yet. They were just like colleagues. Mm -hmm. But it's truly when I came to York as an in-person and I finally met them, it was it was natural. You know, it just like, clicked instantly. Yeah, it's like, oh, we work together. Of course we uh, would get along so well. Because no, it's, it's something that you notice. And like, you're not the only one trying to make friends. Everyone is trying to oh, make friends. Yeah. Th that leads to me. Um, th these are my tips and tricks on how to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> Jaden's tips and tricks Jeez. on how to make Let's friends. Hear it. Yes, Perfect. yes. Okay, so engineering, all right? It's a very, um, it's a very hard discipline. I I'm not going to lie. And uh, stereotypically, you know, the average engineer is an uh, introvert and he doesn't, doesn't talk very much and uh, doesn't have a very big social life. And well, although that's a stereotype, it's, it's actually pretty true. Um, for the vast majority of, uh, of engineering students, they're not going to have the biggest social lives. Um, and a lot of them will even be uh, scared to approach people. But if you follow these tips and tricks that I'm about to give you, you'll, you'll be making friends in no time. Okay. <laughs> First, you want to be very energetic, all right? Even when I was online, I would uh, turn on the face cam and I would um, laugh along with the with the professor and I would I would talk a lot and um, a lot of people just got to know my face that way. Um, actually, everyone else in the class was very uh, was very quiet. So me being the only one to talk, um, everyone knew my name pretty much. And then so we formed like a little study group and they would all come to me and ask for questions and. Uh, well, I mean, I did like the course, so that helped a bit, but um, I made a lot of friends that way. Um, and then also, okay, so tip number two, okay? Um, you want to try to meet new people in, in uh, lecture halls or in the groups, right? You want to, like, participate, but um, when you go into a lecture hall uh, and you don't know anybody, or even if you do know people, I would I always try to... Uh, sit beside people I don't know. So I would go up to them and I'd say, oh, is this seat taken? Um, do you mind if I join you here? Do you mind if I sit down? And they would probably be like, no. And if it is taken, <laughs> then you'd be like, oh, okay, sorry, my bad. Uh, and then you go find another seat, right, uh, next to someone else. Um, yeah, you sit down next to them and say, hey, my name is, enter your name here. And I'll just say Jaden. Hi, my name is Jaden. Nice to meet you. What's your uh, major? You know, you start talking to them a bit. You use the five W's. That's my uh, tip for conversations. Um, you, you go through the five W's and and you can talk with them endlessly. Just just what are the five it. W's, Jen? Uh, who, what, when, that. where, why? Who are you? What's your name? What's your major? When were you born? I don't know. <laughs> can make it up can, as you go. He just needed a cool reason to say the five yeah. W's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why are you here? I don't know. Are you here? <laughs> yeah, but I, as an why expert conversationalist, what? I can say these are incredibly good tips. Yeah, Jim, it's really. teaching me something right now, I swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you need to have the confidence. I feel like uh, a lot That's of... That's another big thing. Confidence. That's 
You should you should give the rest of the tips. <laughs> no, because uh, I'm personally a little bit. I I kind of adopted this introvert extrovert personality from yes. my friends once yeah, university yeah. started. Like a lot of my friends are extroverts, and because I was introverted, they pulled me everywhere. And so I'd have days where I'd be like, all right, yeah, I'm down to go like hang out with some friends. And other days I'd just be like, no, I'm good. I want to just hang out and I'm in my room and just chill. Pandemic definitely changed that, but um before then like even yeah i just i could like i would answer questions but i i was i'm scared of just getting stuff wrong i i was actually the um well, i'd say very similar because i used to be a very heavy gamer yeah. so i would um like sitting through class i would wait for the bell to ring and then i just fly out the door and run home and um chug through like 10 hours of minecraft go to bed wake up and repeat the process no everyone chugs 10 hours of minecraft <laughs> oh, yeah. two weeks, oh yeah, yeah and yeah. then they that's yeah. that's enough minecraft for i three played months i played way too much man oh man anyway yeah so i wasn't a very uh well, i was extroverted in, in in certain senses but in all in other sen- uh senses like i, I kind of just like uh stay at home I don't want to say stay-at-home mom because I'm not a mom, but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what do you call it? Like a cave hermit or or something? I feel like that's a… Like an inside person. You're just an inside person. Yeah, that's a nicer way of putting out a cave hermit could be seen as an insult. Yeah, cave hermit. But now, uh, I try to force myself to talk to people. Like, uh, I remember just going up to picnic benches at the outside Vary Hall. And I would just ask if I could join them. And they'd be like, yeah, sure. It didn't really matter or, or they didn't really care and then i introduced myself and middle uh met some people that way i, I don't really talk to them too much but it was just fun <laughs> and you're wild for that yeah, dude, the wild, confidence yeah. that you need to pull that off I, oh, I i forced myself man because uh I, I love i love talking to people it's actually really fun yeah me too like uh like i would like literally say hi to random people i don't even know sometimes mm. and just make conversation with them sometimes yeah. right it's just it's it's so much fun and you learn so much about people that you never knew before because life is just so different like it's crazy like you know you guys know that meme where it's like um like your siblings if if you have siblings they're like side characters in your life you're the main character <laughs> but to them they're the main character they're living entirely different uh, lives yeah than yeah you, yeah right it's, it's a word for that realization but i'm forgetting <laughs> yeah i forgot is. what the word is but it's like it's absolutely insane and people will open up to you if you if you talk to them because we're social creatures we really really want to so as long as you make the effort like you will make friends and you want them right and they want you Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, it's it's a it's a two way street with most first years. Is that every single person is trying to make friends in the first month? It's just um, if you're not an outgoing person, which I I've seen with even in my year when we were all in person for first year, it's it, there's there's certain people that never really made friends. Yes, uh, and you see them all the time. You know their face. You've worked with them before because you have to work on group projects. But they have it like he. Every time I see them, I don't want to like assume anything. But they're by themselves, mm-hmm. right? And uh, the I I can't like it, I don't know if it was just a pandemic or if it was something else. But I can't just openly go up to people and do that. If I'm introduced to someone, and you know, once we start talking, they they kind of reciprocate how I'm talking and like kind of. I, I hate using this term because it's such a weird way of saying it, but if they give back the energy I'm giving out, it's... Vibe check. Vibe check, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> and it's just, that's when I'm 
golden. That's when I know I'll be able to be friends with these people. It's just a lot of the times they you either have to find someone that you vibe with like that or uh, you have to make the effort to vibe with people like that. Another really good way to make friends is to uh, join clubs. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like the so, Lausanne Engineering list. Society. That's a really oh, yeah, good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. shout out to the Lausanne Engineering yeah. Society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's why I met Jaden. So he's like, he's one of the boys now. So. Yeah, I met Keandre and his friend group and I'm friends with Sachin and, and a whole bunch of yeah, other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Met, met Syed. Oh, yeah. There, yeah, and just that is me. I just need to confirm. Oh, that. sorry. Yeah, no, Mustafa, no, no problem. No problem. No problem. Just uh, <laughs> they'll be so confused if someone was listening and like paid yeah. attention, and they're just like, "Oh, I did. Who did he just mention?" Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be like an engineering um, club. You could join any club you want. There's like hundreds uh, of clubs at, at the university. There's like a I, list somewhere, no? Oh, yeah, yeah. You find a list online. Yeah, I even started my own club. Uh, I'm not gonna plug it, but uh, <laughs> why not? If you want, you can you can maybe try finding it. This is the LES podcast, not my podcast. So listen, you have to join every club until you find Jaden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. No, but yeah, every club will host their own events, and uh, it's a really yeah. good way to meet people. Like at LES, they'll do pub nights. Um, Sachin's the director. Maybe he can fill you in later on that. Oh, seriously. Yeah. Oh, I need to. I'm gonna. <laughs> I need to show yeah. up for the next one. Um, um, have you? There was a Marxist pub night a few days ago as well. Yeah. Actually, yeah, no. Yeah, I, yeah. I I didn't go to that one. You didn't go to that one? Yeah, no. I didn't go either. I was thinking of going, but I'm just like, <laughs> I saw them handing pamphlets out, and the crowd did not look appealing to me. <laughs> no offense to them, they're probably mm. wonderful people. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but it's just. Uh, I don't know. It was something off about the crowd that was there. That was just like, yo. this is my opinion, not the opinion of the Lausanne Engineering Society. Yeah, yeah, Need to confirm yeah, that. We don't, we don't claim him, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, uh, I, I decided to just uh, skip the pub night. I also don't know what they were doing, like uh, what they end up doing. Because I know that LES gives out drink tickets, but mm-hmm. I don't. They, their pamphlet didn't say anything about it. Yeah, no either. But anyway, yeah, like... Um, I even went to like an international club, York International. They had coffee breaks, met a lot of international students that way. Uh, and it, they're pretty fun. Every week they did something different. Like I learned salsa dancing from that and <laughs> I did the tango. Oh man, it was a blast. Did you and- go to one too? No, but I am extremely interested right now and I would <laughs> love to go to some of these events with you. Yeah. And and just recently, um, it was a mid-autumn festival and this like Christian club... Uh, CCF at York was uh, was hosting it in someone's backyard. I went there. I got some. What do you like, mean someone's food. backyard? Oh, it was it was one of the guys that uh, from the club. They're just having it in their backyard. There's a group of people, and they just had. It was like a dinner. It was pretty cool. But they tried converting me to the Christian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, bro, you went to their house ate their food and you didn't accept their religion what's That's wrong with you? they told me to come on wednesday i was like oh, i'll think about it <laughs> please tell me you weren't the only one there everyone else was from the club i was just an outsider oh, <laughs> oh no i didn't mind though i mean they're, they're all very nice people mm-hmm. oh yeah for sure mm-hmm. great way to meet people again. Long lost yeah sheep, the guy you, you know? met a guy <laughs> I, I played velvet with him yesterday um, <laughs> so yeah uh one last tip for making friends uh if by some miracle, you are like grade 12 watching this, go to Frosh. Go. Oh, Frosh is sick. Do it. But, but, big but. Oh. Uh, a lot of uh, Frosh activities, depends on where you go, sometimes. 
I don't want to. I'm not pointing fingers to anyone's frosh. Sometimes it's a bit boring. I, I mean, you'll still meet people. That's really the no. Absolutely, part. you'll meet people. You can bond over the boringness. That's you true. Guys can both true. Poke fun at it. It's yeah. only. I mean, e- even if some of it's boring, right? You can make fun out of it. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everyone is trying to make friends in frosh, and they keep doing group activities to exactly. help you find friends. Exactly. But uh, as someone that didn't attend frosh because my parents didn't allow me. Uh, I I've, I met my friend completely through accident. Like the main friend groups that I like to hang out with, it was quite literally, I showed up to class one day. Uh, oh, sorry. I showed up to orientation on the Tuesday for, for orientation. I sat next to him because I was late. Uh, I had no, I wanted to get my white U card and I was already in line when the time passed by. And I'm like, yeah, I'll be five minutes late. I was half an hour late. They, they took forever at the line, but and there's no way a grade 12 is listening to this in case just just send your photo in for your yu card it's not yeah. worth waiting in line <laughs> yeah it's not <laughs> um and so basically i ended up showing up late to the orientation a lot of the desk people were able to just give me everything that i needed and i quickly rushed in and so i spoke to him like hey man uh what i miss i'm just late and he just quickly explained to me what i missed at the orientation uh and then uh, about a week later i had calc 1 math 1013 and I sat down because I my bus came early, so I sat a little bit early. And I looked to my right, and it was the same guy. And I'm just like, oh, hey, it's you. And he goes, oh, my God, it's you. We did not know each other's names. Sorry. Yeah, that was that was another tip um, I forgot to mention. Consistency is key to, to keeping uh, um, friendships. So you might meet someone once and, and get to know them a bit. But um, you, you might never see them again. This university is huge, right? Yeah. However, if you keep going like to the club events and you see them there each time or… Um, A lot of the engineers have the same first year schedule. Yeah. So if you just decide to like uh, meet up with friends in your first year classes, like just, oh, that guy seemed cool. Maybe I like you talk to him a little bit and just, you know, just go uh, join them in the class that all of you are taking because everyone takes the same amount of classes. So you, you want to be punctual and maybe keep going to lectures. Me, I was very inconsistent. I'd go to one, then I'd skip three and go to another. <laughs> so no one really, or I wasn't able to meet too many friends at the beginning. I've been um, seeing that a lot with like uh, younger kids. Oh, yeah. Like younger, no, I don't want to say kids because that makes me sound extremely old. But like younger, <laughs> younger, like first or second year classes, they, uh, everyone leaves after a bit. They, yeah. No one stays. And I'm just like. Yo, like, I, I understand it's boring, but uh, the amount of regrets I have for skipping certain classes, oh, it's, yeah. uh, it's pretty up there. Like, it's, it's, it gets, it, it, they pile up. They pile up. Yeah, so make friends, guys. Go to and, class. Uh, uh, he said, yeah, go to class. Yeah, and do that, too. Stay uh, in school, kids. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, the last thing that went well for me was I learned how to exercise. <laughs> I mean, Ayo. like, I knew how to exercise, kind of. Mm-hmm. But, like, exercise really, it, it did help uh, with my mental health a lot. And, like, my calf game is, like, super strong because, like, I've been just, oh, I yeah. just I just went out and jogged a lot. And, That's a great flex. Yeah. For the uh, audio-only <laughs> listeners, Keandre is built like a bullet train. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I so, suck at that. I mean, anyone want to talk about exercise? I mean, like, it just, it helps. Uh, oh yeah, man! Exercising releases endorphins in your brain, and like it's it's really good for you, man. Like these good hormones, is good. Um, actually, it's the. Uh, I, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> it's true. It's true. The, like take care of your mind, your body. Yeah. Well, your health. You know, emotions. 
yeah. Yeah, it really does, really does help. Uh, I think the exercise, yeah, for sure it helps. And it's just, it's just good and healthy. But uh, a lot of people, uh, they they find other ways to get the same effect from exercise. There's uh, different ways you don't necessarily have to exercise. Well, should, tell us the ways for our, for our viewers. I, I have no idea, man. Well, I'm, I wish I could tell you the secrets of being happy while you're in university. What but do I don't happy? Do. What do you do? Making friends. Uh, yeah, I mostly just hang out with friends. I won't yeah. even lie. Like what I've recently done is that I, I want to know if this is happy or... Uh, yeah, I would say I'm pretty content with what's, how university is going and everything. But I'm just kind of stressed about how... Ooh, actually, this is a good segue point. If you need to, lower the amount of courses you're taking. Yes. Split up your year if yes. you need to. Absolutely. Don't, don't think that you need to graduate in four years. You, you can absolutely take an extra year and it doesn't do anything. It's, it's in MEC. You have, if you take an elective in second year, you have to take six and seven. Six courses in the first semester, seven in the second if you take the elective, one of them is going to have seven, depending on which elective you take. They expect you to take it in the winter, but you could take it in the, in the fall. So how, uh, how are you doing 13 courses in one year? Right. And they're all different topics. They're not connected to other. You've got dynamics, which is like, you know, dynamics. Then you've got uh, fluids the, or well, heat and flow. Then you have thermodynamics. Like those are all three courses that I've named and they're different completely different how are you supposed to study for them when you have the midterm in the same week what really helped me was um someone telling me that it's actually uncommon for an engineer to graduate in four years mm -hmm. four years is like the regular time for a degree but for engineering they'll do a co-op or you might fail a few courses take an extra year so a lot of people they, they won't really graduate in the four years so you, you shouldn't you don't have to worry about um, your friends leaving you behind or anything because it, it doesn't matter when you graduate, as long as you do, right? As yeah. long as you get that iron ring. University <laughs> is a marathon. Take as race. long as you need. Yeah, yeah. Take as long as you need. Right. All right. So now, let's go to the things that didn't go so well for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wonder if this, I wonder if anyone shares my sentiments or maybe it's just me. So let's see. I didn't get my proper eight hours of sleep. Sleep is really important. Now, Obviously, there are going to be some nights where like a bunch of assignments will come and maybe you'll have to stay up a little late. But in general, you should be getting proper eight hours of sleep because you're going to have to wake up early in the morning and you will regret it. So I know you're tempted to watch like to finish like Stranger Things season five when it comes out or something, <laughs> right? But like, don't just sleep, right? Yeah. Like it, it helps you remember stuff with your memory and like it helps with like your brain and your health function. So I'm wondering, did anyone skip sleep or was that just me? That reminds me because I have an hour commute or sorry, commute, commute to get to yeah. class. So um, is it the TTC? Yeah, TTC. You can't sleep on that. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I mean I can. But really? <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. You're crazy. I can't sleep on the. Actually, um, I take the go bus and I can sleep on the go bus. Oh, but not TTC. No, because the TTC is a subway. Yeah, you can't sleep on the subway? No, no, no. It's the subway keeps stopping, starting, plus the, the seats are oriented weird. You're basically on a plane when you go to a go bus because the seats are so comfortable. Either. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. The seats are just incredibly comfortable on a go bus. I've passed out on a go bus without realizing. Like, I literally went like, all right, I'm just going to go on. Like, well, I put on my music, I look out the window, and then I just, you know those sleeps where you just like, 
gain consciousness. You don't even yeah. dream. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would be at my destination. I just wake up. I'm like, what happened? Where am I? I look outside. I'm like, oh my God, I'm at my stop. And I have to quickly rush out. It's, it's crazy. Anyway, <laughs> if you can't sleep on the subway, um, what I realized is I could have wrote a question from like because they give assignments and they give you like a week to do them so you can write a question from the assignment uh in your notebook or whatever and then on the subway or whatever you're commuting with the bus uh if you're driving obviously you pay attention to the road but uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you can solve the question while you're um in the subway or you can you can do a review from the textbook or, or do some reading or do whatever you want so uh try to make use of your of your time or like listen to a podcast for example that, maybe that'd be the, a really good idea yeah, what podcasts, you should listen to <laughs> podcasts are fun to listen to just because i've gotten bored of music like i've been trying to find new music that kind of clicks yeah. the same way but i haven't been able to find it so i just ended up listening to podcasts on my commute but the other point where it's like oh yeah just do a question on your commute as much as i would love to my brain doesn't focus sick. as much on uh, the commute yeah. right and car sick like motion sickness if you're reading while you're in a moving vehicle, it increases your chances of getting motion sickness. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend. Well, I mean, if you want to live the dangerous <laughs> life, you know, on the go bus, yeah, let me just risk throwing up. You're not really reading though. I mean, you like you have the question in your head because you wrote it down in the textbook, and yeah. then you're just kind of solving it while you're on the subway, and you like can in write your down. Mind, or you're like writing it down. Yeah, in your mind, and you're also writing it down. But Earlier you're not doing too much sure. reading. Earlier yeah. years, sure. Yeah, but not in the later. Oh. That, that may work for you. I'm not sure that will work for everybody because, like, if you have to wake up at like five or six a.m. in order to make it to like an early class, I don't think you're trying to do integral calculus on the, on the bus before you have to listen to like a two-hour lecture. I really don't think you. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying for uh, like discrete math because a lot of them are logic questions, and if you know how to do logic, like just the um, the tables, the truth tables, uh, then you can just do them on the bus. If your assignment is due 10 a.m. and you have to <laughs> and you commute to school, within that hour you commute from eight to nine. Trust me, I'm pretty sure you'd be working on the assignment <laughs> if you haven't before. Yeah, yeah, for sure. At that point, yeah. But luckily, yeah. most assignments are due at 11:59. Yeah, that's true, that's true. So we don't have to worry about a 10 a.m. deadline. That's obviously can yeah. change. I, I guess. What I'm trying to say is um, the spare time that you get on the subway mm -hmm. because you get you once again you get like a week to do the assignment, mm -hmm. so you can use that spare time to be productive. For sure, for sure. Just like you know, I mean, sleeping is good. But. Some people, some <laughs> people are productive on the commute. I absolutely yeah. agree. I've seen so many professors just like yeah. going over what they should write on their exams and such on the, the bus. That's uh, that that hasn't changed. But the main thing that I would recommend on a commute for most people would be to fall asleep. Because you can catch up on your sleep at that moment. Like, yeah. yeah, of course, try to get your eight hours or eight, you know, a good amount. I don't think you necessarily <laughs> need eight hours. Like seven, seven don't go six, don't yeah, go six. Don't seven to, seven eight, to eight, eight hours much, is yeah. a good amount. And uh, try not to fall too asleep on the subway. Like I've done this a few times where I, I completely I clonk out and then I wake up at uh, two stations past York or I just wake up and like, VMC. I yeah, I wake up past York, not at York Station. So I got to take the subway back and that, that takes a little while longer. So uh, maybe time out your route and then, you know, put the timer on, fall asleep, and then hopefully it rings when you hit York. I don't know if, well, yeah, you could put a timer for sure. But I don't know if this will work out for other people, but it works out for me where um, the transit app, you can specify where you're going and it will alert you 
well, on your headphones, it'll like lower the volume of your music or whatever that you're listening to, and it'll be like approaching this station. Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, if you sleep. lose consciousness while you're sleeping, because oh, yeah, yeah, it'll wake you up. It'll yeah. wake you up because it tells you that it's two stops away, and that always wakes me up. Where oh. I'm just like, if I have it, and they're like, uh, well, I live in Mississauga, so I have to go to Square One, and so they'll be like, Square One is two stops away. Make sure you get off, and I just like. <laughs> what like why did my dream just say that to me but um the reason that i don't think it can work on the dtc is because i realized i am one of the lucky few that freedom works in the subway doesn't work half like other places but it works on the subway and i don't know like bell and rogers don't get bars in the subway so if like you don't have bars obviously transit's not gonna work plus weak gps signal like it'll Mm -hmm. alert you about that as well yeah really i would just recommend everyone just just time manage so you don't have to work or do anything on the bus and just use that time to relax. Get you know, your hours of sleep and just chill on the bus. You know, you're saying to just do time management, but like every professor says that. I feel like we should give some <laughs> ideas of what a good idea. Keep a calendar. Keep a calendar. It oh, gives yeah. you a good idea yeah. of when you need to study, when you have sh- stuff to do. I keep catching myself. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just nice to have a calendar. Or a nice Let's- checklist. Because you're going to have four plus courses and you're going to have a lot of stuff to do for each Mm -hmm. course, each lab, activities, et cetera, et cetera. You're not going to remember it all. Your calendar is your best friend. Everything has to go on your calendar and important dates as well. So if you Google York University important dates, it will include things like like your financial deadlines and withdrawal and drop deadlines. Those things are going to be your best friends, Mm -hmm. right? Just, Just keep everything on your calendar. Please do it. You'll love me for it later. It's it's a it's really convenient just to like plan out your day when you because um, you have to then remember oh, what do I have to do right just look at your calendar see what you have to do and then you're you're fine York University actually has a really good calendar on E class uh, where all of your E class assignments whenever your professors are in it this is a little finicky uh, depending on how your professor has set up E class so don't don't treat this like the words of gospel. But uh, if you go to E-Class and hit the hamburger menu, which is like the three the three lines on the top, there's a top calendar left, there. Yeah. I, I, it's called a hamburger menu, but no one really calls it that. So I just <laughs> I have to specify what it is. But like it, it, there's an actual calendar. Some of you may have seen it. Some of you have not. And it'll um, anytime your professor has a deadline set on their E-Class, it shows up there as well. So it's really convenient. Uh, I, I don't want to uh, – I think it's like we're just hitting about the end time. Does uh, any no, of you guys want to have? You said about an hour and a half we can go to. An hour and a half? All right, then. Oh, well, we're, we're good to get to these. Good. Let's, yeah, let's keep going. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, mm-hmm. What's the next topic? Let's go through it a little bit faster. So, we still aren't done. We're having honestly. Pardon? We're just having good conversation. Yeah, we yeah. I'm, we're not even done the my screw-ups yet. Yeah, Because yeah. I went terribly. Uh, uh, let's see here. I... Uh, like I mentioned before with the digital notes thing, I wasted time making super detailed notes when I just could have copy-pasted from the textbook. Uh, I, I watched a bed in class, and I didn't have a proper workspace because we worked at home. Guys, like, work at the library. Like, like I don't know. Maybe if you're okay working on your bed, you'll have to find what works for you. But for most people, they have, like, a work office if they work remote because, like, your body, like, it just... It recognizes patterns, right? So if it knows it's supposed to go into work mode at this certain place when, like, you're at the library, just do that. 
I'd say. I uh, think um, working from your bed is a very limited few people that can do that. Yeah. And a lot of people are more under the impression of, oh, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> and then once uh, once stuff happens with the, your assignments and everything, you realize that you can't and it's too late at that point. Uh, uh, find a quiet environment to work in. Like either that's just your desk at home, uh, a place at school, late hours, like, I'd say after like 6 p.m., 7 p.m. York University is pretty empty. Maybe stay for an hour or two just to finish up that uh, what that lecture said, review it, uh, whatever you need to do. Like, again, this is all up to the individual person on how they can do it. Uh, just don't be afraid to... Uh, well, this is a really dumb thing to say, I guess, but don't be afraid to put in the time. Like, just stay on campus if it's easier considering that if you have a one-and-a-half-hour commute like I do, Right. Sometimes it's just worth staying on campus. Wait for your next faster bus, like whichever one gets you home faster. So just uh, don't be afraid to stay on campus. Make some friends. Make some friends. Campus, bro. Go study. There's a bunch yeah. of empty places on campus to study. Yeah, there is. Actually, what surprises me is that um, I talk to a lot of people and uh, like upper years, and a lot of them have never been to some of the buildings at York. I think one of the things you should do in your first year is just explore. <laughs> this, your, the campus is, uh, at least Kiel campus, when it, um, Glendon's also big, but, but Kiel is a massive campus and it has a tons of buildings and, and, and tons of resources you can use. So really uh, explore and, and find like cool places to hang out or the best washrooms. I've forgotten what they're called. Maybe you guys washers. can help me remember. Best washers. <laughs> I just caught that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone has preferences for the washers, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I low key want to like Best tell restaurant. you guys a good place to go to the washroom if you ever need it. But I like it, so yeah. I'm gonna keep it a secret. <laughs> yeah, let's get it. Too many what people is this are gonna use it. Uh, some, right bro, now. okay, it's, it's true. It's true. It's just it's just personal preference yeah. sometimes. But uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna delve yeah. into this. What I wanted to say was yeah, uh, keep it your secret. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what was, do you guys know about the, the student tutors? Like, uh, for certain courses, they'd be like, Hey guys, if you need extra help, there's this tutoring session. The pass. P is it pass or pass. peer? Pass. It's pass. Pass? Yeah. Pass Peer tutoring. assisted, uh, study session. I think. Yeah. Pass is really nice for a study session. If you're really behind or if you don't know what's really happening, don't be afraid to ask your TAs during they're, tutorials. They're pretty chill. The, the TAs. Yeah. They've been, I mean, they're, they're recently students, not like the professors who have yeah, you know, yeah, gone yeah. through their PhD and everything. So they're, they're, they're pretty chill with you. So you can you could go to those. You could go talk to a TA during your uh, tutorial because those tutorials are there for that reason. It's like you have more one-on-one -on -one support from the professor because sometimes you have like 400 classes, like 400 students in one class, right? So you have to – don't be afraid to ask your TA. I know a lot of them can – well, yeah, a lot of them can be kind of um, cold, like they look distant. I, I think the that's nice. Yeah. I found a lot of TAs are like not difficult to talk to per se, but uh, mm -hmm. hard to approach. But once you approach them, you're chilling. Like they'll, they'll help you out very nice and everything. Um, I will also say that TAs are TAs. They are at the end of the day, they, they, yeah, they are students most of the time. And uh, they can make mistakes. So make sure that uh, you, you confirm through other ways as well with either the TA or through your own means of the information they told you. I've had TAs tell me wrong information before and it's cost me a lot. Uh, well, I wouldn't say it's cost me a lot, but it's cost me uh, some marks that I could have gotten 
you can't you didn't quote the TAs when you talked to the well, I no, guess the, their, their word is not set in stone. Yeah, exactly. So. It's it's also yeah. not just that. It's um, It was like basically I asked a TA to explain the concept. TA explained the concept. Concept came on the test. Got it wrong on the test. Oh. Asked the professor what I do wrong. Professor actually explained how you're supposed to do it. I made a wrong assumption because the TA told me that assumption was correct. So um, it's, it's you just got to... Got to do a little bit of uh, extra research. It's just fact check the TA. Fact check the TA. <laughs> Most of the, like in the earlier years, I'll be honest, in the earlier courses, in the first and second year courses, the TAs are, don't make mistakes. It's usually in the third and fourth year courses where they mm. like, it's complicated, right? Yeah. And they're humans at the end of the day, so they can make a mistake on complicated subjects. And so um, in my specific case, mine was with fluid dynamics. Oh, uh, fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. All right. I'll go through one more thing. And then after we'll really get into the, the tips and tricks I've written down that I think are going to be incredibly Ooh. integral. So right. if you have if you Integral, been, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've been sleeping, wake up now. And it means you didn't get your eight hours. So make sure to get those. So um, Yo, how dare you fall asleep to our voices? What that's the hell? true. That's true. <laughs> so the last tip, oh, the last thing that went terrible, I would say, is that um, I tried to take the easy way out and I did the bare minimum, right? Like you have to do the work, right? Like here's the thing. In high school, high school university, it's a little bit different. So in high school, 99% of it was like learning a concept and then you, the concept is usually tied to an equation. You plug the numbers into the equation and you're good. At university, that will not fly, right? You have to know what you're doing. Right? Or you will get punished for it. In fact, I mean, I I'm not a fourth. is a little bit of a drastic word. I think penalized would oh, be a no, better no, 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 no. Not when you get to upper years. Because my brother was telling me this story where he was taking a test. And the thing is, if you got the answer wrong, like if you wrote down a thing and it was wrong, you would lose marks for it. Mm -hmm. like, you, so usually you would get like part marks for something, even if you got it wrong, but you would lose marks in one of the my, my brother's fourth year courses. So you had to leave it blank if you just didn't know what you were doing. You had to know what you were doing, right? So yeah, so make sure you do your work. And that actually leads into my first tip. Oh, wait, hold on, sorry. Okay, first go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I had more on the um, the struggle for first year. Go ahead. So I got to give a bit of a advisement, a bit of advice. Um, going into first year, I, I was very uh, gung ho about everything. I was kind of just that? like, uh, what do you yeah, mean I'm gonna by do, that? I'm gonna do this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this. But uh, really, you just kind of stick to the schedule that York gives you, even though it it, it sucks most of the time, mm -hmm. right? Like engineering schedules are tough. Um, and there's not really too much you can do about it. I tried getting around that by dropping courses and adding other courses that I wasn't supposed to. And uh, let me just say, I'm, I'm gonna advise you against that. Just, just stick to whatever schedule they give you, even though it sucks. Um, and- well, don't be yeah. afraid to drop courses. Yeah, 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 do not Yeah, don't, don't be afraid to drop courses, but uh, at least try, you can try- don't Taking, try to rearrange your schedule. Yeah, let's say that. That, sorry, that's what I meant. Don't try to rearrange your schedule. Because, uh, well, at least in the first year. The second year and third year and fourth year. You get year, more liberty, yeah. You get a little bit, you get a more room to uh, have a little bit of fun, let's it's, say. It's sort of like high school. Like, at least for in my high school, grades uh, 9 through like 11 were mostly what the school wanted us to do. Yeah. It's like, we need to take math. We need to take English. We need yeah, to take, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Science. And then grade 12, it was just English. Grade 12 was pretty much all electives. You could yeah. do whatever you want. And then I think English was the only um, requirement. Yep. So it's sort of like that, I guess, for um, en- engineering at, at York as well, where the first year, just just, just follow what they do, please. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like that, but they still don't give you freedom in the later years. It's rather than freedom, it's more so that oh, uh, yeah. you get to like choose tutorials that work best with your schedule. And if you're lucky... I mean, lucky uh, with how they schedule everything. You can get a day off. Well, you, you get to pick the profs, the tutorials. The well, the professors usually are the same for everything. It's just the main thing that's changed is the tutorial or the lab yeah. time. Like lab the time. professors are consistent with uh, engineering courses. If you're taking electives, yeah, that's a different story. Electives are so much more free mm. than yeah. uh, the courses that you need to take from that's engineering true. to that's actually true. get your program. But like if you're taking MEC courses or ECS courses or ESSE courses, Right, you you're gonna have one professor every semester. There's a slight chance that the next semester version of the course has a different professor, and uh, then you just do it. You have to like do the work. A lot of time, the summer courses are different though than the mm-hmm. fall. But winter summer course. is like low key dumb because it doesn't have a lot of the courses that you need. Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah. First and second year, yeah, you'll be able to do most like any course that you fail, you can do it over the summer most likely. Like they'll be offered, but it's like the second you enter third year, every like there's two third year courses in mechanical engineering that are offered during the summer out of eleven, I believe. I think it's eleven. I could be hundred percent wrong on that, but I believe it's eleven. So two out of eleven. Right? Sure, you don't have to offer any, like all of them. There's no reason to offer all 11 out of 11. But, like, you could have done six out of 11 or five out of 11, at least do like 50%. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at least do courses that people can actually like finish and do so yeah. that they don't have to worry about it in the fall and the winter. But it's just, you don't do that. Yeah. Thanks for that, guys. Uh, thank you for interrupting me. I didn't know there's something you wanted to say about that. Anyways, <laughs> let's get into the real meat and bones, right? Um, so I want everybody's I want everybody's thoughts on these tips because I mean this is something I wrote down. It's really subjective, uh, but I I want everyone's experience on this. So, firstly, I know me I know me and Sachin personally. We know about this for sure. This tip is something my brother gave me, and it's really helped me a lot. Study alone, review together. What that means is. If, you're lear- if, if there's something new, if you're learning new content, do it by yourself. Go by yourself, watch the lecture, try the practice problem by yourself. But review together, and then when you review, you'll pick up all the slack and stuff like that. Because the thing is, is that like trying to learn things together is a lot different. Firstly, you can easily get distracted. And like secondly, you're mostly going to retain more so the social interaction rather than the actual stuff you're learning itself, right? I mean, I mean, Sachin, I mean... We absolutely, went through it together. Yeah, what do you absolutely. Like, if you have to learn new and complex things, take your time, digest it by yourself, and come together with your friends to make sure that your knowledge of the topic and their knowledge of the topic lines up. Yeah, and the thing is, uh, the thing is, it's so crucial because people learn in different paces and different ways and at different speeds. And if you try to learn things together, you don't really have that. So... Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. It's um, in, in the cases where we've done really good for like what we needed to learn. Uh, we've had, um, we basically made it so that people would look into what was happening beforehand, like get a gist of what, what we needed to do. And uh, then we reviewed together. But um, I don't know, there's, a, there's also like in my case, I just, I 
just study better in a, in a group, right? Like it's, it's hard for me to focus on what I want to do, but if I'm with a bunch of friends that are working together on something, I'm more inclined to actually want it, like to do it because I'm in a social gathering where we're all working on it together. That's why I personally prefer group work for it study. really depends on the group though. Like, oh yeah. If you're in a group of slackers. <laughs> yeah, I'm not in a group of slackers. That's a good you know? thing. Like yeah. I'm, I'm following people that are, are smarter than me. I'd say. Oh yeah. That, that, that's good. Yeah. You, Usually you, you don't like have to necessarily do that. Like you don't need to make friends that are getting a higher GPA than you or whatever. Just make friends that you think are cool and good people for you. Uh, but it's just like, remember, don't, don't slack. It's yeah. you, in university. It's your slacking time is reading week. Maybe even not then, because if, depending on when your midterms are scheduled and the summer, right? That's, those are no, the winter. times when you can relax. Yeah. A little bit. No, sure. I think winter is a time to actually buckle down and like do even better because when summer comes around, that's when you really see like. Like going through winter, if you slack. No, I'm sorry. I meant oh. like the oh. winter break. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, winter fall break. No, yeah. winter load is years, right? Winter load is always more. Oh, winter load is crazy. Yeah. And it's just yeah, like it's... you guys haven't experienced the winter load yet as first years, but the the winter load is uh, it's gonna be your first introduction to what most of your uni your engineering university life is going to be. Cause yeah. that is like the level of work we had to do for those six courses that we had in second semester is about the level of work that we've had to do. And I've been taking a reduced course load to do that. Also, I forgot to mention, but one of the um, the things about upper year courses is that they require prerequisites from the, the, the lower level years, right? Mm -hmm. So, Try your very best not to fail uh, winter courses um, if you don't have the summer. So like you're going on vacation for the whole summer or you're thinking of working uh, like like, I don't know, two full time jobs, for example, or, or you just you just you can't do summer school. Try your best not to fail winter courses, because um, if you can't take it in the summer or you do fail in the summer, you have to wait an entire year to take the winter course again versus if you fail a fall course. Uh, you go through the year and then um, might be able to take it in the summer. Or you could take it in the fall again, um, and it doesn't impact you like crazy, crazy. Yeah. Um, also, this is something like it. It seems super obvious, and I should have done it, but you guys really need to pay attention to it. Read, read, read the course syllabus. It is your best friend, and the reason why is because it shows what the assignments are, as well what the percentages for your assignments are, and. That will be really key to your time management. So let's say that you have uh, labs and overall cumulatively, the labs are worth like 20% of your grade. Maybe you want to put a little bit more effort in as opposed to maybe like the 2% like in class activities. Maybe you can not care about that. I don't know. You can prioritize yeah, stuff yeah, knowing the exactly. percentages. If you have a 60% exam, maybe you should focus a lot more than that than as opposed to maybe another course, maybe you have like 5% assignments. Maybe you should spend more time there, right? Don't. Do not think that you know how much something is worth based off how much work they're asking you to do. I've had professors give pages worth of assignments for something that, not even, bro, I'm not even lying when I say this, 0%. I had to write a three-page essay for nothing. They just assigned it to us in the tutorial. Wait, but if you had, wait, so what would have happened if you didn't do it? Nothing. They just wanted to... us to do it. 
Wait, did you know it was being marked like beforehand? No. So basically, like this, this was like the most scuff thing that I've ever done because a professor just did not contact the TAs to let them know what was happening with the course. But basically, sorry, if I, I kind of went sorry, quiet and blocked my mouth. Go ahead, go ahead. But basically, uh, this course that I was taking, we were supposed to have tutorials and two lecture uh, points, like two lectures that we needed to attend. Professor said, nah, two lectures is too much. I'm going to reduce this to one lecture. One of the other lectures is going to be a day that I test you guys. We had weekly quizzes. Okay. We go to the tutorial. The TA is just like, hi, guys. This is the first tutorial. Literally the first tutorial. The guy goes, hi, guys. All right. Today we're going to be learning about this, which was the content of the course. And then at the end, he's like, all right, guys, I need you to uh, write down uh, a three-page three essay on what you guys learned from this tutorial. Uh, and we could, uh, me and my friend were taking the course together. So we were both messaging each other like, yo, what did he just say? There was no marks for the tutorial. Like there's nothing there. The only marks that we're getting are the weekly quizzes and the exam. And my friend goes, yeah, you're right. What, what's going on? So then someone else, I was going to ask, I unmuted myself to someone else. This was online school. And then uh, I unmuted myself, but then someone else asked before I could, hey, uh, the course outline doesn't say that the tutorial is worth any marks. Uh, so are you sure that this is worth marks? And the TA goes, let me check. Checks the course outline and says, oh, well, as it turns out, that it's not worth marks. And we're like, but then why are you assigning us so much work? He's like, the professor told me to assign this to you guys. That's what I'm doing. I don't know why it's not worth any marks. And then that was the only tutorial we had that semester. The only one. The tutorials, every time we showed up, no one would show up. No TA would show up because the professor forgot to contact them. That's absolutely insane. I think we got him fired, but I don't know. Because we complained to the department and he's no longer teaching. Like We haven't seen him since. So that really emphasizes the point of read the syllabus. Read the syllabus. And if you're ever confused, I'd say email the professor. I had a professor talk to us about this and he makes a good point, but it's horrible that it's worked out this way. Uh, he said, you have a problem with the way I teach, okay? You take it up to the department. Department takes two weeks to respond to you. And they talk to me. Then they go for a trial period to see if the, what the, the talk that they had with me worked or not. Two more weeks go by. During that one month of just waiting, basically, you're still getting tested. You're still doing the course. Everything is still going on. And then it's still not resolved. Let's say that it didn't work. Then the, the department's going to talk to the professor again, give him another two weeks of a trial period. And then you're now uh, a month and a half into the semester thinking that, oh, maybe the professor will be nicer to me with my marking, with my tests and everything. And you've wasted a month and a half. Right. Just waiting, basically. So what he said is that as much like I know that sometimes I can't teach properly. That's what he said. And I'm not going to say his name or anything. But uh, he said that, like, you know, if I'm not teaching it that well, he didn't actually say, like, oh, I'm teaching like that. That's a bad way of saying what he wrote. I'm paraphrasing. That's not a direct quote. But he basically said that it's your duty to, un to make sure that you learn what I'm trying to teach. So if uh, you could go through the complicated process of complaining to the department and getting me either fired or whatever, getting me reprimanded for not being able to teach you properly. But at the end of the day, it's your learning. So if you find that a professor is not teaching you the way that you should, absolutely complain. Don't get me wrong. Don't. It's not like you have to just sit there and take the abuse. Complain. 
to the department, but take the time of while the department is doing stuff to self-study. Now, you can, uh, the way that it works is that you do self-group professor. That's what, he, that's what he said. And that like you use a professor to learn, and then you use yourself to learn, and then you use groups to learn. And that's how you would actually like properly solidify a new concept that was taught. So that, that, that's something that my professor told me, and I, I really resonated with that because I had to go through exactly what he described, where I had a really bad professor. I complained to the department, and the department did nothing. <laughs> like, I, I had to retake the course because I, I got a horrible mark. I passed, so I was able to take the prereqs, but I have to redo the course. Gee, that's crazy. Bro, it's, there's so many times where, like, the professor just doesn't do what you need him to do or her to do, and it's just you're just like, how is this allowed? Like I still have, I took a course that ended in July. Still have not received a mark. Wow. Yeah. See that, I'm still that waiting really on a mark. stresses the fact that this isn't high school anymore. In university, people will not hold your hand and it takes a, it takes a month just to even like properly complain. It's, you're it's, teaching, you're teaching yourself. You're no, paying truly. to teach yourself. It's, it's, it's not yourself. like, oh, so sorry to cut you off. But it's not like no one's not holding your hands. Luckily, there are, there is help. But you need to find those resources yourself. No one will take you to them. There's advising that opens every single day on QList that you could choose between an in-person telephone or virtual meeting. Like you could do it virtually. They had, they're giving you all of the facilities to get the help you need. Those advisors have been my best friends since I entered uni. Like I've just been going to them about every single uni problem that I have. And most of the time, sometimes they don't answer because obviously like they don't know everything, right? They were like, oh, this is in our department. This is this department. And you have to go through a long, complicated process to contact them. But the advisors definitely can push you in the right direction. And it's just if you can talk to them, if you have any questions about your university career, whether that's transcript, courses, anything, they'll, they'll be able to help you out or guide you to where you need to go to get help. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, so check, since we're on the topic of like uh, marks and courses and stuff, make sure to also check your degree progress report and like your degree checklist. So if you like Google it, you can type in like computer science, like uh, 2022 degree checklist, stuff like that. You'll see all the courses that you have to take. And your degree progress report is also like that. It'll really show you where you are and where you really should be going. And that's really, really helpful. Now, as you say that, right? But which degree checklist do they follow? The one for mean? their year. The one for the the, the one, one for the for year. Yeah, year. Of course, of course, of course. That you got to mention that because most first years don't know that that you follow your year. The year that you entered university is the degree checklist you no. follow. No, yeah, it's yeah. it's when you uh, declare your major that year. Oh, no? is that when it is? Yeah. Yeah. I think it might be that actually, yeah. not when you enter. Well, one of the problems I found is that like for my year, 2022, 2023, I couldn't really find it. So I had to change the domain for the degree checklist to get my specific year. It was Jeez. A, it was a like, absurd, sounds complicated. Yeah. I ended up finding it. So. Ah, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So also grades, they mean a lot. And then you have to, in order to actually graduate, but they're not everything. You can have really bad grades, but you can still add, like do really, really well if you have extracurriculars. So make sure to focus on those. Join a club, right? A, a, a volunteer for stuff. Uh, for me, I'm part of the Lasan Engineer Society here. <laughs> and, hey, yo, represent, represent. <laughs> and Flexa, I'm also yes. like a research assistant at, uh, at York, right? 
so Seriously? these are value. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's uh, sick. Lassonde, uh, undergraduate research. Oh, uh, that's yeah. a cool position. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I'm, I'm making big money moves, right? Ooh. That's a resume booster. That's LinkedIn. But here's the thing. And projects. Yeah. I don't know if we, as our podcast, are allowed to say this, but this is a fact that every engineering kid should know or knows. Go ahead. C's get degrees. <laughs> of course, you're allowed well, to say C plus, but yeah. yeah. That's that's C true. plus, yeah. C Don't plus. forget it's C plus, but it's like C's get degrees, bro. Like it's uh, yeah. it's facts. Yeah. I can't yeah. say Honestly, that. Honestly, like, don't don't fret. Don't fret if you don't get like A pluses in any class. Like, oh my gosh, that's yeah. a, like that the really biggest I, at the, the end of the day downgrade when you're applying for jobs. They don't really look at your GPA. Well, the first ones do they do? Yeah, they, do, yeah. they, they for they, your very first jobs. But if you have projects and experience under your belt, they'll oh, definitely yeah. take that over. My a friend got GPA. a job at Amazon off of that man yeah, like it's yeah. the the passion projects that you can do get you a lot but um speaking on keandre's point that uh sorry i didn't want to cut yeah, you worries. off but yeah high schoolers the problem is that they're, they're so used to getting a's and 80s mm. right because that's what they needed to get to uni and then when they come to uni they get their first test pack it's a 45 yes and they start stressing oh yeah, my god yeah, what yeah. am i gonna do do i drop my this life's course? over no 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 don't C's get degrees. It's <laughs> if there's a hard course, just try your best at it and pass it. With a C. With a C. Plus. Yeah. And uh, the easier courses, because there are easier courses, get A's yeah, in those. Like Ian. And B's. Like and E and G, for example. You can get A's in those. Please do. Especially because they're worth four credits, so they impact your GPA. GPA a lot way more, more, yeah. Yeah. Another one of the problems, though, is that the hard courses uh, you might need to actually pay attention to, like maybe not just barely squeeze by with the C, because in the future years you'll need it as a prerequisite. Mm-hmm. Like the, it'll build on some of the stuff you. But I feel like with the C, you you get the gist of the knowledge enough. Like I feel Hopefully. like the the courses that I got a D in, that's where I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Mm. But with C's, I'm okay. Like I understand what's happening. Plus, you I, have to remember, like the course experience is uh, it's not. It's not just the content itself. It's also the professor that's delivering it. Yeah. Like I, like I know. Uh, so I'm computer engineer, right? So there's this infamous course you have to take called EECS 2200. It's electrical circuits, right? And like the, the prof, because he's beautiful, he's amazing. But the course is just incredibly difficult, and people really, really struggled with 2200. Uh, I know I did. But 2210, people found that infinitely easier for some reason maybe it's because they went through 2200 right um people can even take the same courses and like experience like different things right uh like i know i took uh linear algebra and i had a lot of trouble with it right like uh, uh people who would also take to, uh, linear algebra as well they say oh no it's a fine course it's an easy course for i me, don't know anyone who says it's easy I found I struggled with linear. Yeah, like like so like some of my lower year friends, they said like it's just a fine course. That's For crazy. me, like it would the lectures would be super basic. You'd be like, oh here, here's a matrix. Uh here's how you do these types of calculations, and I'd be following along. But then when we actually get to the assignments, they'd be mixing <laughs> in graph theory and calculus in there, and I'd be so confused. Right. So I do I absolutely do good, but if you get the C plus, don't fret, just keep going. All right. Um, I think we should uh, wrap it up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think so? the time limits here. Yeah, how do we edit it down? Hmm? I think we can edit it down. <laughs> no, no, absolutely we can. That's not the problem. Or, or split into two episodes. Oh, yeah. the camera's dead. The camera can die. I don't uh, know if it's dead. We, we wouldn't want that. Yet. All right. Yeah. 
one last thing I want to say, and this is the real, this is the point I really want to hit home before we end things. And this is the reason why I wanted to do this. University is not a race. It's a marathon, okay? So just do your best and just get across the finish line. Because at the end of the day, we're engineers. We're going to make six figures anyway. So we're good. So we're good. <laughs> well, we're good. Uh, what about you and Jane and Sachin? You guys, anything you guys have any anything final thoughts? Final thoughts? Any international students watching, do not be discouraged. It is rough at first. Uh, there is some culture shock. Uh, but watch out. Hold on. You guys got this. And it is a marathon. So just keep your head down and keep pushing. Jaden? Jaden. Um, life is a lot longer than you think. We live a good 80 years or, or more. So um, don't fret if you uh, maybe waste a year here or there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you got a long life ahead of you. So don't feel like it's the end of the world or you should immediately drop out because you fail a course. All you right. Make up for it and yeah. persevere. Like, listen, yeah, like he said, we live 80 years, right? So like... Don't feel like your life is short. Yeah, maybe. It's, life is long. But it only feels short because of the time we waste feeling sorry for ourselves instead of being a go-getter, right? And I'd like to end it with one quote by Maya Angelou. I really love this. You may encounter many defeats, but you must not be defeated. So, yeah, that's a great way to end it. That right. concludes our, the first uh, episode of Glissant Engineering Podcast, guys. Uh, this has been so much fun. I love you guys so much. Yeah, yeah it's a lot of fun. Uh, we have a lot of good stuff hopefully coming up with you guys soon. We're going to have, uh, we're going to focus on uh, the programs for the yeah, next yeah, few yeah, episodes. Yeah. We're going to have and, uh, lots of really, really good information. So make sure to stick around because we're going to be bringing people from uh, walks of life that will really help you directly in your academic journey. So you don't want to miss that. So with that, uh, let's conclude. Bye, everyone. Don't See forget you. to subscribe. <laughs> See you next month. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Like, comment, share. <laughs> share with your friends if you have any yet. If you have any friends yet, share it. <laughs>